Welcome back to the Hour Time Show. I'm Victor Marks. Joining me is... Nicholas DeLeon. And this is the show by Watch Geeks for Watch Geeks. Yes, it is. And you know who, who is not here, who claims to be a Watch Geek? John Biggs. Must not, not here. be a real Watch Geek, huh? Yeah. Yeah. He's not. What's he doing? Too bad. Too bad. Yeah. But we're here. So, while we're here, before we pressed record, what were we talking about? We were talking about a lot of things, up to and including. Uh, there's a couple new Seikos that were announced, uh, I believe yesterday, the day before. Uh, a, a new Willard and a new 62 MAS, which kind of got us thinking on a few things. Yeah. One being the idea of watches as platforms, where i pretty sure they've released about a million Willards in the past uh, year or so, uh, and just as many 62 MASs in the past year or so. So we were talking, you know, watches as a platform. You know, you can have yeah. a Willard, there's a million color combinations, 62 MAS, million color combinations. Uh, it feels like Tudor is releasing new Black Bays yeah. uh, every other day. So just that idea of like watches as a platform and available in every color combination under the sun, whether that's cool or not, or indifferent, that was that was one topic. So let's let's get into that. First thing that I want to say about this is like it used to be that if you wanted a Willard, you could only get the one. If you wanted a sixty-two MAS, they didn't even make them anymore. You just couldn't yes. get them. And you you know so that led to micro brands making a sixty-two MAS and doing a really faithful job of it. You know there there used to be um, Manchester Watchworks made a 62 MAS influenced thing and they called it, uh, it was, it was a part of their iconic line of watches, which was their name for watches that were homage pieces to other watches. Gotcha. There, there were 62 MASs around, but they were not made by Seiko and they had the Seiko movement in them, right? They had an NH35 or NH36 inside. So they were for all intents and purposes, a, a Seiko watch. Cause that's, what's driving the show here. Right. And I have the that Willard homage that John also dislikes. It is a Seiko case, the Willard case, Seiko movement. Uh, the the logo at the top is not doesn't say Seiko, but it is. Which one do you basically have? that Willard? Is it a Sharky or a Heimdaller? It's or a the Sam Heimdaller. Martin? Yes, it's the Heimdaller, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's you know, dude, I think I paid two hundred dollars for this. Uh, it is it is you know the Seiko this Willard that was just announced yesterday, fifteen hundred dollars give or take. Uh, I don't know. That's a huge price difference for something very, very similar. Yes, arguably, I don't know. Now, presume if you were a, a devotee of the movie Apocalypse Now, and the Willard is named that because it was yes. worn by the character Willard in the movie, yes. and you're tromping around in the the jungle. Sure. Right. Are you going to tromp around with a fifteen hundred dollar watch? You're going to tromp around with a three hundred dollar watch. I uh, I would probably be more inclined to tromp around in the three hundred dollar watch. Personally, yeah. So, so have Seiko kind of lost their way here? I. It's an interesting question because I was reading some of the comments and some of the uh, other watch sites out there yesterday, and a lot of folks are into. It's funny because you know I think we've talked about this. Seiko moving up market. You know their mm. prices have crept upward uh, quite a bit over the past, let's call it year or two. Uh, but this Willard, which I believe they're going to sell, what is it thirteen? What's the exact price here? Thirteen hundred. Uh, no, twelve hundred for the Willard, thirteen hundred for the MAS. Folks are now get like twelve hundred. Okay, that seems fair. So Seiko's done it. Like they've gone to they, now where people are like, 
$1,200 is like, yeah, I think that's reasonable. I mean, it's, it's a nice watch. The dial has kind of like uh, a fun kind of texture to it. Uh, it almost looks like a, almost like felt. I don't know. It's kind of an interesting texture and it's kind of, kind of unique looking. Uh, I guess those are NATO straps, mm-hmm. uh, but Seiko did it. They, you know, all the gnashing of teeth and so forth. People are now like, yeah, I'll pay $1,200 for that, uh, for that Willard. So there well, you go. I'm out. I'm not doing it. I don't, I don't, I don't know where I, f- I feel like I was, I, I might, I, I would consider it. I would, to me, I, I don't know. That seems, I would think about it, I guess. A, a Gen 1 Orange Monster, which was like the quintessential dive watch Seiko had for a long time besides the, the SKX. Yes. What is that now? The, uh, the Orange Monster, well, the, the SKX wimped out became 100 meters water resistant is now the srpds yes but and then they got like a hundred thousand of them in different colorways yes but the the orange monster was a 300 hundred dollar watch it was 299 buy that all day long on amazon and it is uh, seiko are taking things that were affordable and really quite competent you know that were that were usable as tools yeah. Right. You go in the water with this thing. Yes. And either raising the price absurdly or or just not doing it. Like, why would you cede that space to these off brands, these Heim Dollars and Sharkies and Long Island yeah. watch guys, right? To to label a watch that is basically the same as the watch that you're selling, but undercut you on price that much. It's weird. It's a, it's a, you know, I'm sure they've thought about it. They've run the numbers, as they say. But yeah, mm. you're right. It, it is. They don't. Again, Heim Dollar. There's a million kind of like yeah. micro brands or or whatever. Well, those you want are, to call those them. aren't. So let's be clear. Those aren't micro brands. Heim Dollar is not yes, a I would micro agree. brand. Sharky is not a micro brand. No. These are Chinese factories that may or may not manufacture watches for micro brands. We don't know, but but are selling their own basically. And they're they're the factory themselves, which is different than a micro brand. Correct. You're you are you are correct. Yes. Uh, but the, your larger point also stands. Where it's like if if they're you know if you can get a watch that is basically that for two three hundred dollars, uh, Seiko's just said you know what we're not doing that anymore. We're going to go the other direction. We're not even going to bother. We're, it's almost like they're two companies. Like they're just like wholesaling their movements. You guys can take them. That's fine. Well, yeah, they they really are because that's done through. Uh, uh, Time Machine Instruments or something, Time Machine Incorporated. Oh, so they literally are. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, that's a subsidiary of Seiko. They say it's how they sell the movements. It's, but it, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I, I know, I've, like I said, I, I saw, a, I've read a ton of, of uh, message board posts, people complaining, you know, see, upmarket, what happened? You know, these used to be affordable, like good watches for the everyman, so to speak. And now if you want, you know, their cheapest, like Willard looking thing. Hmm. Thirteen hundred dollars or twelve hundred dollars, whatever it is. That's well, you know what that is tough. not three hundred dollars. <laughs> you know what Seiko's accomplished? They've accomplished keeping us in business because our whole point of existence <laughs> here is recommending what do you what do you buy as your first watch, right? What do you buy? I for feel something like it's a huge part of watch content, watch journalism, whatever you want to. Oh you know. yeah, but all those other guys are just copying us. <laughs> we were here first, and so. The question used to be, you know, get an orange monster. So now we have to come up with a new answer. Yeah. What is the new one? Do we, should, we probably should have prepped for that. What, what is the... We're asking our readers, your budget is 300 bucks. What do you buy? Yeah. What do you buy for an automatic watch for 300 bucks? 
And if you got a little more cat, you feel a little more flush, right? What do you buy for 500 bucks? Uh, three, I would have to think. I feel like five, you could say, uh, and we may discuss this brand shortly, the Hamilton Khaki Field Mechanical. I think that, mm. what does that retail you, for? You keep going back to that guy, huh? Yeah, I'm saying it's like 500. So that would be my $500 pick. I think that's a nice, it's it's not too fancy. You can kind of mm-hmm. knock it around a little bit. I feel it's got that kind of rugged whatever. Yeah. I think it's a good $500 watch, especially your, you know, your first kind of, I'm going to say that 300, I would, I would need a minute to think. Right. So this is the challenge. This is what we got to ask. I guess it's not Seiko anymore. Not Seiko anymore. It could have been Seiko, but they play in. Maybe an Orient then? I don't know. 300. They well, an Orient is a Seiko inside. That is that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, but that's a fair point. You could say that it could be an Orient, although a lot of their stuff's gotten kind of big lately, like the upsize to 43 millimeter stuff. Have they? I have one of theirs and I don't know yeah. offhand what size it is. I may have to punt on $300. I'm not prepared to answer. But you're right. You know, you're saying that, that they launched a bunch of different cases and different colored ways of 62MAS. And we were talking about this in, in terms of platform, right? Yes. Tudor has a platform. And the Tudor platform is you can have a Black Bay, which is a 41 millimeter watch, or you can have a Black Bay 58, which is 39 millimeter watch. And they make a bunch of them. I counted once. There were something like 160 different variations on a Black Bay. Yeah, I think we did that on a, on a, a recent episode, maybe a month yeah, or two ago. Yeah, it's, it's just bonkers. And I wonder, it, that's probably like, I mean, it's probably easier for them. It's like, we just have yeah, this just one stamping them out. thing <laughs> and we'll just color variants. And, you know, that kind of, I don't know, maybe that is that a little bit the rise of Instagram. Everyone, everyone, you know, I, now why have one Black Bay 58? I got two to, you know, to mm-hmm. match this outfit and one, you know, for slightly, you know, it, it gets into that territory. So who else? I mean, we were talking about Hamilton, right? Hamilton names everything a khaki. Now, are they all the same case? No, but no, but good God. I mean, they got the khaki Navy, the khaki uh, scuba auto, the scuba quartz, the the king khaki, the khaki mechanical. Khaki right. is their brand. That is, that's they're associated with, with khaki. And, and another uh, Timex, the Timex Q reissue. Yes, uh, you and I both have one. They have they've released a bunch of those. There are like colors, colorways of those things now. I know they have some of them that are you know running automatic movements. So yeah, they, well not that's not the, the Q, that's the M. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Ah, uh, <laughs> but the Q does have there's the, a the lot. Timex, it's just the of the, the Todd Snyder Q. Yeah, they got a bunch. Yes. The Hodigan Q. Uh, the uh, the Cassioke, I may I might suggest uh, there was a bunch of those uh, they well, just announced. But is that a platform? I would. Uh, it I would feels s- like it might be. <laughs> I would say that the traditional G Shock was more like the platform, right? The the F ninety one W kind of thing. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I won't I won't fight that. Because uh. the Casio, I mean, the Cassioke, fine. They've got what six of them now? They had the the three or four colors of the big size, and now there's a a model that is more normal size that they're marketing yes. towards women. That is yeah. uh, also like three models of color, three colors. Yeah, I think it's three or three or four. I forget. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, watches as a platform. I don't know. It's and I wonder how much of this is Instagram. I I, I saw a fun video the other day on like the effects. Well, of- actually, no, micro brands do this too, right? So um, NTH, the the brand by Chris Vale has what he calls the subs and they're all the same case and he just changes the bezel and dials on them. Oh yes. Yes. We've, we've talked about, he's got like before. 30 of those. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at the website. Uh, yeah, that's a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the reason it's a bunch for him is he, he started with like six of them, 
And over time, he would discontinue some and then add others. And it's just a way for him to keep using that case. It's a very popular case. It sells really well. People like it. And so he keeps pumping them out. He's got one in the very, very similar looking to the uh, Black Bay 58. The uh, Which model? With the red pip up top and the gilt. What's what's the name of that one? Barracuda Vintage Black. Yeah, Barracuda is uh, it's Barracuda is less a Black Bay Tudor kind of thing than it is a homage to like a, a five five zero eight or or six five three eight um, gilt dial Submariner. Is what that's got the at. snowflake hour hand though. I will say that. it's got the snowflake hour hand. I grant you, but that's only because after the one model that he did with Mercedes hands, he said he was refusing to ever do Mercedes hands. Interesting. It was like a Santa Cruz that he... Uh, uh, I think I... Yeah, yeah. I just clicked it. Santa Cruz. We should rank the hour hands one day. What are your oh, favorite hour hands, I would hands, like kids? that. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. No, of, of his watches, I own a, uh, a Nacken Modern Black, and I own a Santa Cruz in white. And I had for a long while, but I sent back to him... Um, I had on loan. What was it? It was a, it's not even shown on his site anymore, but it was like a ghost Nazario where mm-hmm. the, the letter that the, the hour numerals were in outline and ghost. A lot of these really are sold out. Wild. Well, that's because you keep selling them. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's really popularized just using that one case over and over again. A lot yeah. of other micro brands will do a different case each time. Like Hampton, for example, has pretty much every time done a different case. They've never done the same one twice. So there's the the H3 GMT that's coming, and before that there was the uh, the H2, which was a different case. Yes, uh, they got a couple on pre order now: the classic, the premium, Kraken. Live, uh, live website uh, browsing on the mm-hmm. pod. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, so it's an intriguing thing. This idea of a platform. Yes, I think we're onto something. We Maybe must we be. Should. We just got to figure out what it is, but we're onto something. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know of any other platforms offhand, but this feels like a powerful, powerful idea, and it feels like a. Uh, like if I were running, you know, if I were running Seiko, I would probably be like, yeah, let's just do that. Let's just, they, these are our watches now. Uh, you know, we'll make them in a bunch of colors. We'll release them in, you know, we'll have a, maybe we'll release a Budweiser edition. Like, a- <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Did you see that earlier this week? No, I didn't tell me about it. No, that, oh man, that was a, a Casio, uh, was it a Casio? Or was it a, a regular G-Shock? A Budweiser edition, uh, something Cassie. Hold on. Really? Right? Oh, yeah. It was not. It was not. Uh, and well, it was let terrible? Me, let me. I didn't care for it. I, I'm not a big beer guy, first off. Uh, so well. I'm biased against it. Th- that's fine. And, and I can understand if you say that you're not exactly a Budweiser drinker. But they've got classic colors and they've got classic fonts. It seems to you, me you can pull okay, off a nice I just design. put the link in the chat. Why don't you take a look? You're going to hear uh, what my reaction is right live, yes, aren't you? Live, live reaction. This G-Shocks for you, a collab with Budweiser. Okay, so <laughs> here's here's where they failed. <laughs> All right, let me describe this for our listeners. Sure. Yes, it, is, it is a classic 
5600 DW5600 G-Shock case, which is sort of the squircle rectangle with the, the four buttons and a very simple band. Classic, classic G-Shock. I like it a lot. Yeah. However, if you're listening to this show, you know this watch. Yeah. I think that's fair to and, say. And there have been some great collaborations that Seiko's done with, uh, Casio's done with these watches where, where like the hundreds came up with one and it was yes. a, a white case with black band. And it was nice. Or, um, oh, there was a band that did one with them. Um, blanking on the name of the band now. But it was the the one that did that Clint Eastwood song a few years ago. A lot of sense. I have no idea. You have no idea. Well, I'm not a music you, uh, person. I will tell you in one second because I know how to figure out what this well, – uh, the Gorillas, the band Gorillas did, okay, uh, I've heard of did a collab. So here's here's what happened, right? They made the this watch looks as if it could have been designed in the 1980s. Like in the 1980s, there was this thing where if you bought beers or you bought cigarettes and you sent in your barcodes from your packages or or stamps from the packages even, they would give you points and the points could be changed in for swag. Like if you <laughs> if you smoked so many packs of camels, they would they would give you a duffel bag to go with your lung cancer. Wow. That's uh, that's very funny. I didn't know that actually. Oh my God. Yeah. If you like literally bought all the stock of a tractor trailer's worth of Marlboros, they would give you a t-shirt. Great. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Here to wear as you're choking. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I mean, to that's... go with your emphysema. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. So this, this watch looks like it could have been in one of those catalogs. It is a white case. That's a very good way to put it. With a like red a, like, band. Swag watch. It is. And it's got Budweiser across right above the LCD. It's got King of Beers directly below. And it's got two stripes of genuine right on either side of the LCD. Genuine. And it, it looks to me, for all intents and purposes, as if the designer who designed this thing, like, had a spare 15 minutes between <laughs> his lunch and his work day. It, uh, it does feel like they, that. they just kind of gave up slightly slapped together yeah i mean there is so much interesting about the budweiser logo on the can they they have the anheuser-busch logo they have which is sort of like a crest they've got all this sort of, of frippery around it where it's like a folded yes, ribbon do. that goes over it looks fancy they have the great american text they have the budweiser lager text they have the year 1876 they could have played off. You know, they have the whole, we have, we know of no other brand that makes such a good beer that produces such a fine taste and all that stuff. They've got all this, these, they've got these details. And what did we get? We got, we, we, we got plain Budweiser, genuine, genuine king of beers. Oh, well, I've got, I've got some, it's, it's some such bad a miss. It's already out of stock. I just clicked through. Ah. Apparently it's a limited edition. To be yeah. fair, it was two hundred dollars. Well, right. well, oh it's no, I need to be. I this. need to be completely fair to them. The Budweiser cursive script is on the red band. Uh, is it? It is. If you if you look a little bit at a different picture where they've got a box shot with the box and the the can. Oh yes, okay, yeah, yeah. you well, can see the, the script on the <laughs> yeah. But still, this feels in so many ways like they just kind of. This is failed. super slapsy. And I would also add that on the uh, the. Uh, on the actual G-Shock page, uh, they've got like a little tiny font. This product is intended for purchase by persons of legal alcohol purchase and drinking age. Yeah. So you have to be 21 or older 
to buy this G-Shock. Well, you can't now because it's out of stock. Right. Uh, I wonder if it's on uh, eBay or StockX. Let me check very quickly. (laughs) This is how dumb I am. I could have bought it and just flipped it. I'm going to talk a little bit about Dan Henry. Fair? Yes. Okay. Well, I've already found it. Yes, it's already on uh, G. It's, uh, what is it? Stock it's already on 250. 250. Yeah, it's already so two two fifty. I suppose it's better than than you know saving up six hundred aluminum cans, but still, I don't know that this is worth two fifty. But yeah. you know what? If you people like it, God well, bless. The, the real question is: care. How much does a normal DW sixty five hundred go for, or fifty six hundred go for? Uh, what is that? Like no no dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is it a hundred? Is it less? A DW fifty six hundred is about a hundred bucks. But don't believe me. Just check it out yourself. Yes, it's about. Uh, oh wow! There's a clear colorway for the Cassiope. It's kind of wild. Sixty seventy. It feels like it's. It looks like it's on sale on Amazon right this second. Uh, but for no general, more than a hundred dollars. General purpose is a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's that's let's yes, that feels right. And there's a bunch, you know, pick right. your color. You, right. you, know, you missed out on the Budweiser one. But Dan Henry, moving on. Yes, Dan Henry. So Dan Henry is a guy who collected watches for years and then felt that there was something wrong with the idea that he could collect these beautiful things, but people couldn't experience them for themselves. Right? So he, he started the company named, surprisingly, Dan Henry. And what Dan Henry does is they make versions of older watches or influenced by older watches using modern movements, mostly quartz movements, and make them slightly upsized. So they aren't exactly the original size. And uh, and sometimes that's good and sometimes it's not. So I got recently the Dan Henry 1937 model, which is about 270 bucks. And they have they have like four different dial options. The one that I got is the black dial. Onyx, they technically Onyx, call they call it. And uh, I did it without the date window. It's got two different st- straps. Of course, I've already put my own strap on there. I've got a suede strap on it now, which is quite nice. What it's most mirroring is an old Patek. Now, the old Patek was a, a watch that it was a, a horizontal layout, which is what Ferdinand Mari are doing. Ferdinand Mari is a new new brand that started up and did a Kickstarter recently. And Ferdinand Mari copied the Patek case faithfully, like mm. super faithfully. This this one is not faithful, but is a nice case. It's comfortable. It's a 38 millimeter, which is just about the right size for this thing. Um, it's 12.7 millimeters thick, and it really fits nice. It's It's a good watch. Honestly, the biggest problem that I have with it is that the dial, because it's that black dial, yes, it is super hard to see what's on the dial. It's a little busy. Yeah, well, I mean, the watches of that period were a little busy. That's that's fine. That's to be expected. Huh. But it is just super hard to see what's going on because the you know the hands are silver, and the silver hands over a black dial tend to also hide in the light, depending on what the light's coming from. Huh. I, don't so, think I guess I don't have a watch like that. Yeah, so it's not great. But it's a beautiful watch. It's a perfectly serviceable watch. It's just that one thing where, gosh, you know, I wish, right? I wish that it had been slightly, slightly different. But it is a nice testament to the Patek. It's a nice watch, yeah. I think 270 is, uh, that's fair. That's, that's, well, I mean, uh, if if we're super clear, right? I am not buying a, Philippe, a Patek Philippe anytime <laughs> soon. No? 
No. Yeah, I was looking at the uh, the Aquanauts, but the Aquanauts are all going for about fifty to sixty thousand now, and and that's just outside the budget, right? It is just outside the budget. I can buy I a house, so. or I can buy this watch. Put a well, down payment. No, no, no. I mean, it's not a. It's it's not buying the house. It's a down payment on the house. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I could buy this watch, or I could buy two cars. Well, <laughs> I don't know. No, but it's 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 a good watch. So the 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 Dan Henry allows you to have that experience without necessarily having to to spring for you know a house painter. Sure. Kind of want a house. Yeah, someday. I should probably get that first before the the Patek. Probably, <laughs> probably. But this is probably. I don't know. Probably. But it's well. I mean, depending on how the market is, the house might be more liquidable, or the or the the, the watch might be easier to turn. It's a funny world we're in right now. Yes. It really is. But you know, the the idea that you can have a taste of this rare 1930s chronograph that you're never gonna you're 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 almost never gonna go and buy for yourself, right? Probably not. No, but you can have the same feel and get a sense of it for under three hundred bucks. Is not wrong. I agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember last summer I was looking at some of their racing chronos. Mm-hmm. They're very yeah. They're pretty. Uh, they're pretty neat. And again, that same two seventy price. I think that's a uh, more than reasonable. Frankly, now, for, uh, now this this is obviously this is a quartz watch. This is not a mechanical chronograph. Yeah. Well, what do so you it's know? not the same thing. And if you have that kind of emotional connection with with the mechanical, then this isn't it. Well, yeah, sure, I agree. I mean, so probably John's probably like you guys are. He's crying right now. He's he's worth saying we're insane. Do you do you know offhand if he likes uh, uh, Dan Henry stuff? I don't. I, know. I imagine he was not a fan. Hmm. Well, he's not here to defend himself, so let's there you keep go. beating him up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Anything else? I think that's about it for this week. We're, we're, we're coming up on that's, time. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good episode. Yes. Maybe next week we'll rank our favorite hand sets. That might be fun. Well, we're going to do that. That's for sure. But we're also going to hopefully get some feedback from our, our fantastic best-dressed listeners to tell us all about what they would do for an under 300 or an under 500 purchase. Yes, that's a good, yeah. I would love to know what folks is kind of like uh, grails uh, or in, in that no, it's space not even grail. Are. It's just like, what? what's your, you know, we, we've all done this yeah, thing and, and you're sort of doing it now where you go yes. through and buy watches and decide if you like them or not. But yes. knowing what people know now, right? If you, if I could talk to you in two years and say, knowing what you know now, oh my God, what would you have done instead? Yeah. Right? What would you get right now? What would be the thing that you'd go... Yes, that's what I'm getting, and that's what I'd give someone, right? I think we that could be a whole podcast series. Like we could just do episodes on that until the sun explodes. Like I'm sold. People like people's first one. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. Let's 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 think of this. But it's a great idea, and uh, I am look. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what folks what they would say because I'm sure you know. I feel like everyone, myself included, you get into watches and you end up buying, you know, a lot of. Uh, maybe junk. not junk, but like you better <laughs> buy a lot of like stuff, junk. and then you're like, "What did I do? Uh, I wish I had known. If I knew then, what I know now, it it is. It does feel like one of those uh, hobbies, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Well, this has been the Hour Time Podcast. I'm Victor, and I am Nicholas DeLeon, and we will be back with you next week. Thank you for listening to the Hour Time Show, the official podcast of WristwatchReview.com. Feel free to email us at tips at wristwatchreview.com with your feedback and suggestions. And please be sure to visit wristwatchreview.com and wristwatchreview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Have a nice day.